I'm Mary Obana. I help people get unstuck. We are all meant to have full joy, pure love, complete fulfillment, and peace. You know what else? Each of us has a light, a unique gift that we are to find and share with the world. It's why we're here. It's who we're meant to be. But sometimes we can get stuck. Join me as I work with spirit to help people from all walks of life receive the messages they need to hear so they can understand what's standing in the way of all the joy, fulfillment, love, and peace they are meant to have so they can get on with a life they're meant to live so they can shine. Real people, real stories, starting now. Hi, welcome back to the Shine Podcast. I hope you've been enjoying the episodes. You know, I really want this podcast to be helpful. Hopefully you've been feeling uplifted after listening to them. Um, It would mean a lot if you could rate and review this podcast, but mostly, especially given what's going on these days. If there's someone you think could really benefit from it, can benefit from a little light, I hope that you pass it along. So over these past weeks, I have been getting some great questions. Some questions have been super simple, like, what's a reading anyways? <laughs> and others have been things like, you know, I try to hear messages from my guides, but how do I know if those messages are coming from them or just me? You know, they're coming from my thoughts. Um, I'm guessing you may have some of your own too. Send them to me. I thought it would be really fun to do an episode just with Q&A. So if you go to maryobana.com slash podcast, you can leave your question for me. Um, that's maryobana, M-A-R-Y-O-B-A-N-A.com slash podcast. I'd really love to hear from you, and I think it'd be a fun episode. So I look forward to that. So I've been bringing you the beautiful stories that have been shared by your fellow listeners. You know, you can really see how our experiences shape who we are and impact the way we look at the world in ways we may not be able to appreciate while going through them, you know? So sometimes those experiences are bigger things, you know, like the experiences shared in the episodes with Therese Horton and Jen Harms. But sometimes they can be smaller things too. And those smaller things can also be equally impactful. It could be as simple as a moment within a conversation. So in this episode, I thought I would share how I was on the receiving end of one of those moments, how a conversation would change my perspective and I believe ultimately change my life. So here it goes. So I grew up the fourth of five siblings, you know, the only Asian family in a community about 20 miles north of San Francisco. Both of my parents are Japanese and the first generation to be born in the United States. And as a little kid, I didn't really think of myself as Japanese. You know, I just thought of myself as, well, Mary. I like playing with my brothers and my sister and being one of the younger ones. I just wanted to do whatever my siblings were doing. You know, I wanted to be part of the action. (laughs) So we lived about a half mile from the elementary school that we went to. So I walked about 10 or so minutes to school every day and home every day. And the day that this conversation would happen, boy, I remember it 
really clearly, actually. Even still, it's kind of funny, isn't it? Um, I think I was five years old, and the school was on the other side of a really busy road. So to get to school, you basically walk through the neighborhood and then go through this tunnel and get to the other side to school. And of course, when you left, you know, you would walk through that tunnel and out the other side. Well, school had let out on this one day, and I must have been wearing a little dress with pigtails or something. You know, it's usually what I did. (laughs) And I walked and maybe even skipped through the tunnel after school let out. And at the end of the tunnel, there were these stairs that would go up and out the other side, you know, and that's where I'd basically head up and head home. And I remember on this day, I was by myself. And as I passed through that tunnel and headed up the stairs, at the top of the stairs, there was like this railing. And on this day, there were some boys who were hanging out watching people walk through the tunnel and up the stairs. And on this day, as I walked through that tunnel, I could hear them laughing, you know, so I looked up and this is when I noticed them pointing at me. And then they started chanting, Chinese, Japanese, dirty knees, look at these, as they, you know, use their fingers to slant their eyes up and down. Um, And I could feel myself tense up. And then that feeling would come, you know, that unmistakable feeling when you know the tears are coming. You know, and then before you know it, your eyes are just filled to the brim. And I stepped up my pace as I walked past them. And I was looking down the whole time so they wouldn't notice because I didn't want them to see the tears streaming down my face. But I couldn't seem to hold them in any longer. And so my heart was beating so fast. And all I wanted to do was get past them and to the corner just up ahead so I could turn down the street and get out of their sight. Um, And I remember, you know, this fast walk that I had turned to this light run, then, gosh, an all out sprint. I remember feeling so scared and so ashamed. I ran all the way home that day, going as fast as my little legs would take me. And I remember turning up my street and running straight to my house and right through the front door where my mom was waiting. She was at home with my little brother. She was always waiting for us to come through that door. And usually, you know, with a fresh baked cookie or some treat to welcome us home with. And with my face dirty from all the tears that had been pouring down my face and that was that were still pouring down my face, she hugged me and asked me, you know, what happened? And I could hardly get the words out. I was crying so hard. And I remember she sat me down at this, at her kitchen table. And she waited as I, you know, caught my breath so that I could tell her what happened. And I told her everything. And I remember saying that I just wanted to be like everyone else. You know, I wanted light hair. I wanted normal eyes. You know, I wanted to be the same as everyone else. I wanted to be the same as all the other kids. I wanted nothing more than to not stand out. I didn't like being different. And then I remember she looked right at me. She leaned in real close. And in the most loving way, she said, you are different. You are not like anyone else. 
That's what makes you special. And they don't even know you and what's on the inside. And that's what's most special of all. I I remember trying to process what you were saying. You know, what? Could that be? You mean looking different was good? I was special? I remember kind of thinking about that. I kind of, huh, what does that all mean? But then I remember thinking, hey, my mom knows stuff. I never thought of it that way. And I could feel like the tears stop. You could feel this kind of thing wash over me, you know? And I think in that moment, I could feel a shift that would begin for me and a shift that would begin in me, you know, a shift from a place where I felt ashamed for the way I looked and to a new place where I felt special because of the way I looked. It seemed to permeate all the way inside of me. You know, it also planted this idea of what this thing is of someone on the inside, you know, and that's what matters most. That was, I think, the first time I'd ever heard that. And when I look back, you know, I think that moment, that conversation, that newfound perspective changed everything for me. You know, it's as if all the shame left that day. It was the beginning of liking how different I was. I guess I started accepting, well, me, maybe for the first time. You know, the interesting thing is, I don't ever remember having an experience like that again. And I don't know if it's because it never happened, which is unlikely, or because I never experienced it the same way again. I guess that's what they mean when they say your experiences are not your circumstances, but how you react to them. I kind of also think the way I looked at myself changed the way others looked at me, or definitely at least the way I interpreted in my own mind, the way others looked at me. I think also this is where the development of a deep empathy began for me. You know, for as long as I can remember, I've always had this knowing, this kind of appreciation that everyone is special and has something special within them, you know, something that they often don't even see in themselves. And, you know, I guess I understand it's no wonder where my life has led me today. You know, we talk about our life experiences and how they shape who we are. And sometimes it can be really big things, you know, a life altering circumstance or loss, you know, a diagnosis or, you know, meeting the love of your life or having kids. But sometimes the small things can be just as influential, you know, shifting your life in surprising ways, like a conversation or, you know, a small act of kindness. You can be the recipient of such experiences, or like my mom, you can be the giver of such an experience. It's funny, you know, my mom, she doesn't even remember that conversation. And I think that's the way it can be, you know, sometimes something kind and caring you do or say can have an outsized, lasting impact on someone else without you even realizing it. My mom's one of those people who, if you speak with her, she totally downplays her importance. You know, she has kids 
one who would go off to be a wealth management advisor, another a strategy consultant to industry leaders, another an ENT, another a neurosurgeon, and me, you know, one who would ultimately seek a spiritual path. She always says, I'm just a mom. I come from a really beautiful family. Each one of my siblings accomplished in their own way, but most important of all, every one of them is loving and caring and compassionate and kind. And today, on this day I release this episode, it's actually my mom's 87th birthday. Happy birthday, mom. I am so grateful for those words of wisdom shared some, gosh, 50 years ago and the countless gestures of love before, during, and ever since. I love you so, so much. When I think of someone who lives their light and shines brightly every day, I think of mom. Her giving nature, her unconditional love, her nurturing way, she has made each of us who we are. And that's the way it can be with shining your light. You know, there are so many ways it can show up. It's not what we do. It's who we are. Our light is the way we make others feel, you know, whether it's the way you can make someone laugh to put them at ease or your ability to engage and bring out the best in another. It could be the uplifting music you play the thought and care you put in the food you lovingly serve to others. It could be the way you always want to help people. Or it could be creating a world for your family filled with unconditional love and devotion. You know, the list goes on and on and on. And each is as unique as every one of us. And each is equally as valuable. Shining your light is sharing your gift with the world. You know, it's the way you give. It's the way you express your unique brand of love to others. You know, it's who you are. It's who you're meant to be. I know I am who I am because of my experiences. And I know that I have a big imprint on my being because of my mom, a recipient of her incredibly bright light which has enabled all of her kids to find and shine theirs. I now know how the way I look at the world is a result of my experiences and what I've learned from others. I wish for a world where we can see one another, not for how we look or who we love or the signs we raise, but because of who we are. I wish for a world where we can suspend that quick instinct to judge because of the color of someone's skin or the shape of their eyes or the uniform they wear or who they vote for. I wish for a world where everyone looks past the outside to what exists on the inside, to the individuals we are and want others to see. With all the conflict in the world, you know, all the feeling of discord, even vitriol, it is, of course, how we see others. But you know what? I think it's even more how we see ourselves. You know, is our instinct to love or to express anger, operate with fear, walk with guilt, or even shame? What lens do we look through? 
There is a great desire to change the minds and hearts of others so we can all live in a better place, but we can't ignore that peace begins from within. It actually begins from within us. Anyways, never underestimate how your words and actions can impact others. It can feel anger or, in the case of my mom, it can spread light. Everyone has a light. Everyone. What's your light? Seek to find that light that's special within you and look for the light in others so we can all shine. God, what a beautiful world it will be, right? Hey, thanks so much for tuning in. Please, please remember to leave your questions for me at maryobana.com slash podcast and be kind and shine. Until next time, take it easy.